0: I Love Old radio.com I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Wednesdays are all about detectives like Detective Danny Clover on Broadway is My Beat. This episode originally aired on April 28, 1950, and it is called the Max Wendell Murder Case.
1: Broadway's My Beat, from Times Square to Columbus Circle, the gaudiest, the most violent the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway's My Beat with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. Broadway, it's the one dream left because the other dreams didn't happen corner of the world where a million performers do their bit just for you. It's Carnival and Clown and a Girl Blowing Kisses, the end of a fabulous ride that costs you a dime. Maybe you'll get your money's worth. It's Broadway, my beat. The month was April in the year of the Zither. The phone call came at noon. Max Wendell said he had to see me, and quick, Danny, he said, at his place of business on 39th Street, which is where he sold patent medicines and neckties and candy bars, he reminded me, which is where I went. Danny. Danny, brother, am I glad to see you. You sounded worried when I talked to you on the phone, Max. Worried? Oh, brother. What's the trouble? Brother. Don't do that again, Max. Say regular words and tell me the trouble. Uh, Sure, I was gonna. Wait a minute. I'll find down the radio a little. You know, you got to be tuned to this type of music to be in style. Not to the trouble. Look at me, Danny. What do you see? Max Wendell in an orange necktie. You trying to sell me a necktie, Max? Yeah, later, maybe. Right now, listen. When you look at Max Wendell, you see a completely rehabilitated, uh, practically a new man type of man. You see that, huh? Well, the cure did you good, Max. You look fine. Look, I don't need compliments. I got trouble. This morning, a no good from way back came into here. You know what he wanted me to do, brother? Max. Uh, All right, all right. He said he's got pounds of the stuff. Narcotics? Yeah. And on account of once in the dead past, I was known as an addict of the stuff. He comes to me and wants me to distribute for him. Who was he? I don't remember his name. Just a second, Danny. Danny.
2: There's something I can do. Air, baby. Danny, it's the no good from... Way
1: back. Mac shriveled against the blow of the bullet. Then his hands reached out, clutched the air, clutched at another moment of life. It wasn't there. The killer made sure. Then the killer wanted me. I threw myself to the floor and knocked over the perfume display. The lust was on him, and he moved slowly to where I was, grinning at me, grinning at the gun in my hand. Then I shot... The grin was still there. Again, (laughs) the grin froze. Then there was the sound of sirens, and the official handlers of death were at the door. All the way back to headquarters, all I could remember was a kid's face pressed to a drugstore window, his eyes big with a spectacle of violence and death. Then someone tapped me on the shoulder, and it was Sergeant Gino Totaglia. Danny? What do you want, Totaglia? Uh,
3: it, it was close, huh? Back there in the drugstore, it was very close for you, huh? It's all over the department how it was. What else is new? Hmm, you you smell so pretty, Danny. Uh, what did Max Wendell want with you? You should sample some of his perfume? Hmm, which you sample? What
1: else is new, Sergeant Totaglia?
3: All right, then. All right. I was just trying to divert your mind with a crummy pleasantry. All right. I said all right. What do we got on Max's killer? Danny, you 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 should be proud. You, you've you rid society of a vicious blot on its fair escutcheon. You, you've carried the banner of decency high into uh, the... Don't sing me an opera to Just tell it to me. Max's killer. <clears throat> Max's killer was a rogue who was one of the most steady clients of the rogue's gallery. Frank Howard, by name and by number, a mobster, a hoodlum, suspicion of many killings by murder, as my neighbor Annie Berman would say, Danny. By the shooting of Frank Howard, you have performed a mitzvah. Thank
1: your neighbor Annie for me.
3: Roger, Wilco. Danny, I gave you a TL. Now you must give me one. What did Max want with you?
1: Howard wanted him to distribute narcotics. Max turned him down. Called me to tell me what a good boy he was. Howard murdered him for that.
3: What a strange coincidence! Huh? A coincidence, Danny. But there's a report lying on my desk at this moment which reports the heist of $100,000 worth of narcotics from the firm of Acme Pharmaceutical Company. When? At noontime on Fifth Avenue from a car delivering a portion of said narcotics to a qualified doctor. Said car was officially occupied by two men, Wilbur Douglas the salesman and Joe Masarek the guard. Only Douglas is missing, the narcotics is missing, and Masarek is dead. That's how the robbery was discovered. How? A traffic policeman came over to tell him to move his car, but Masarek, the sole occupant, wouldn't. Because he was occupied with a bullet hole between his eyes. What company? I told you, Danny, pay attention. The Acme Pharmaceutical Company.
1: Sorry to have kept you waiting, mister. You didn't keep me waiting. Uh, Well, you're quite resourceful. Yes, Miss Westfall?
4: Time for your throat spray,
1: Mr. Vaughn. Oh, thank you, Miss Westfall. Uh, pardon me, Mr., uh, Mr. Now, Mr., uh, why the devil don't you tell me your name? Uh, Miss Westfall, come in here and throw this man out.
4: I can't.
1: He's a policeman. Uh, uh, stay at your post, Miss Westfall. I may need you. Hey, you're a policeman, sir. What can I do for you? My name's Danny Clover. What happened this morning? How come $100,000 worth of narcotics were stolen from the Acme Pharmaceutical Company? Uh, Let me tell you something. All that merchandise running around loose will play hob with it. It's going to do just that, Mr. Vaughn, unless you decide to get off the dime. Fire your questions at me, Mr. Clover. What's the routine here? I mean, when one of your men is assigned to make a delivery, what happens? How does it work? Uh, With efficiency and dispatch, like so. Our man is given a parcel for delivery to various supply houses and medical people. At the same time, he is given a route card. Then he doesn't know the route until immediately before he leaves here. Precisely. He goes downstairs to the garage. The dispatcher gets his car. The attendant hands him his keys. He drives out of the garage, picks up a guard at the corner, and proceeds. I see. Now, well, what's your opinion as to what happened earlier today about the robbery? Uh, one needs no great perception to know that. Wilbur Douglas shot and killed the guard Joe Masaryk and absconded with the narcotics. Yeah, disgraceful. And Douglas with a wife and four little... Yes, Miss Westfall? Effervescent
5: salts,
4: Mr. Vaughan.
1: Uh, thank you, Miss Westfall. Uh, one moment, sir. Yeah, That'll teach my stomach to behave. Now, we were saying... Oh, uh, kids. Douglas with a wife and four little kids... Yep, that's all I know, Mr. Clover. Yeah. If you think of something real thrilling, have Miss Westfall buzz the garage. Tell her to ask for me.
6: Mr. Tobin, your car is ready. It's waiting for you at the loading platform. Mr. Tobin, your car is ready. It's waiting for you at the loading platform. What are you doing in here? What do you want?
1: Danny Clover, police. You're the dispatcher?
6: Don't they ever run out of you guys? You're the tenth cop today. I'm so popular all of a sudden. Not that I mind. I like it. (laughs) I really like it.
1: Then you know why I'm here, Miss... uh... Peg.
6: Peg Toohey. Sure I know why you're here, Mr. Clover. The robbery. It takes a $100,000 robbery to make me popular with the fellas. Tell me about it, Miss Toohey. Peg. We have to be formal just because a crime is committed. Call me Peg.
1: Run it down for me, Peg, from the beginning.
6: I already opened my heart to nine other policemen, Mister Clover. You'll make the ten...
1: You dispatched Wilbur Douglas's car.
6: Permit me. I know it by heart already. At eleven fifteen, the orders came down from upstairs to get Mister Douglas's car ready. Uh-huh. I gave the orders. It should be ready. At eleven thirty, Mister Douglas made his appearance in our garage. At eleven thirty-two, I spoke over the loudspeaker like this: "Mister Douglas, your car is ready." <laughs> Excuse me. I'm so excited. I don't know what I'm doing.
1: You talked to Douglas?
6: Only over the loudspeaker here. You know, you're the first one to ask me that question.
1: Did you see anyone else talk to him? A stranger? A visitor?
6: Uh, um, no.
1: Did he go out of the garage at all, even for a minute?
6: Um, no. No. You've got an entirely new list of questions. I like it. No, uh, Mr. Douglas stayed here all the time perusing his briefcase. But then Zach gave... Zach? The attendant here, Zach Bailey... Zack gave Mr. Douglas the keys to the car, and Mr. Douglas drove off to pick up the guard who was waiting for him in the
1: front. Where is Zack?
6: He's out there amongst the cars someplace. You can't miss him. He's the only human being down here besides me.
1: Thanks, Peg. Thanks a lot.
6: Oh, likewise, I'm sure.
1: Zack? Yeah. Another cop, huh? Another one, Zack.
5: But, Douglas, I... How long does this go on? I already told everybody everything I know. The general manager, the manager, the assistant manager, the detectives, the cop on the beat, the cook across the street, the bark and dogs. How long does this go on? As
1: long as we want, Zach. Did
5: Douglas talk to anyone while he was here? When I handed him his keys, he said, thanks, Zach. Besides you? Nobody. Who else is there to talk to? He pasted the root card on his windshield, tooted the horn, and drove off on a mission. Jack, get Mr. Lister's car ready. Excuse me, Mr. Detective. I also got to work for a living. From here on, it looked open and shut.
1: Find Wilbur Douglas, the salesman with a wife and four children who suddenly discovered there was more joy in $100,000 worth of narcotics. It's happened before. Men have killed men for that. So it looked open and shut. Wilbur Douglas had killed Joe Maserick for that. But the teaser was not so simple. In another part of the city, another murder had happened. A little hoodlum had killed Max Wendell. The link, narcotics. At headquarters, Sergeant Tataglia shook his head and looked at me as if he were bewildered.
3: I'm bewildered, Danny. Yeah, me too. Even with outside help, I'm bewildered.
1: You got some talent on the outside,
3: Tataglia? Yeah, where I eat across the street at the lunchroom. And today being Friday, Pinky McWatney is in town to have lunch with me. And Pinky is talented. I discuss such things as this with Pinky. Oh, who is Pinky? A truck-driving fellow who drives trucks. An upstanding prince of a youth who hauls produce and the goodies we eat from yon into the here, along highways and byways, who... Yeah, hey, the phone rang, Danny. Thanks.
1: Danny Clover speaking.
6: Oh, this is Peg Toohey, Mr. Clover. You know, the dispatcher. Well,
1: what is it, Peg?
6: I forgot to tell you yesterday. I forgot to tell you that...
1: Well, what? What did you forget to tell me?
6: What? Are you sure, honey? Hey, you call for me tonight. Peg. No. No, you let me talk. Sure, honey, it's okay for tonight. Of course, I'm home now. Pick me up right away. Honey, right away. Goodbye, honey.
1: Peg. Peg, what happened? Peg. Please. It took me 20 minutes to wheedle Peg's home address out of personnel at the Acme Pharmaceutical Company. They finally favored me with it. It was a brownstone on West 18th Street. Four flights up. Room six. Peg. Peg, it's Danny Clover. Peg.
2: Oh, Mr. Clover, help me. Help me. Yeah. Oh, Peg, mm. what happened? Here, let me lift you up. Oh,
6: no. No, no. Nothing will help me now. Nothing. I don't want to die. I don't want Who to die. Who did do
1: this me. to you? Who shot you, Peg?
6: Uh, I don't want to die. I don't want to die.
1: Spring comes to Broadway in many ways. The loudspeakers blossom and bear the fruit of the Charleston. The rainmakers dance their ritual dance and bear no fruit at all. And Broadway is diverted. Broadway is happy. Spring is here. You can stand under the shade of a papier-mâché papaya tree, drink papaya juice, pleat your newspaper, and read of murder. Double feature, Max Wendell, druggist, murdered in cold blood in his place of business. Should have caught that one. Peg Tui, dispatcher, murdered in cold blood in a cold water flat. A person could cry. Yeah, spring is here. It's been in training in the summer camps, and it's opening the season in its old championship form. Or, as Sergeant Gino Totaglia put it...
3: Oh, I will L-O-V-E love you all, the T-I-M-E time, I will... Oh, Danny, I feel so good inside. This invention of spring had the things you can do to a fella. Oh? Yeah, even Mrs. Tartaglia noticed it. Mrs. Tartaglia said to me, Sergeant Tartaglia, you have become so frisky, almost as frisky as the Tartaglia bloodhound Giuseppe. Have you perchance been heisting Giuseppe heart lately? She said to me. <laughs> Mrs.
1: Tartaglia said that. Yeah. Now you tell me about Peg Tui's murder.
3: Oh, gladly, Danny. Seems that Miss Tui was shot with the same gun that killed the Acme Pharmaceutical Company guard in broad daylight on Fifth Avenue. This means, obviously, that the killer of Miss Tui is the same one."
1: What who else, who Tartaglia?
3: Well, let me finish, Danny, please. Is the same who killed the guard, who would be Wilbur Douglas, the salesman, who was still in the ranks of the missing.
1: See? I let you finish. Uh, what else, Tagli?
3: The Narcotics Division has put its hand in the pie, as indeed it has every right to say. And it has... Huh?
2: Mr. Clover?
3: That is indeed Mr. Clover, and I am Sergeant Gino Tattaglia. How do you do? But it's so much easier than I thought.
2: I've come to give myself up, Mr. Clover. You're... Wilbur Douglas.
3: Uh, how do you do, Mr. Douglas? I am Sergeant... Wilbur Douglas. Hey, Danny, do something. This is the oh, man relax,
1: who... You're giving yourself up, Mr. Douglas. That means you stole the narcotics, committed the murders. No, no,
2: no. It only means that I'm tired and I'm sick. I'm sick of hiding, sick of running away. I'm a family man, Mr. Clover. Man gets used to a family, to a pattern.
1: If you didn't do these things, why did you run away, Mr.
2: Douglas? Why does anyone from anything? I was scared... I came out of a building and found the guard dead. He was sitting in the car dead. It scared me, so I ran away. That was stupid, Mr. Douglas. Oh, was it? Was it? They all believed I did it, the management, you, my family. Oh, yes, newspapers are wonderful, Mr. Clover. I read them all the time. People open their mouths, it's printed, and the man's life is measured and thrown away.
1: Peg Toohey, how well did you know her?
2: Only enough to say, I'm sorry she's dead.
1: Suppose we believe you, Mr. Douglas. Will you cooperate with us? I mean, cooperate.
2: Will you let me talk to my family?
1: Yes. Thank you, Mr. Clover. It means a bit. Let's go on the premise you're innocent. Then someone you knew. Someone knew you handled narcotics for your firm. Someone knew you were to make a delivery. Someone knew your route. Who could that be?
2: Oh no, no, no one. No one. Only the general manager and myself. Someone
1: else knew. Someone who made contact with you without your knowing it. A stranger. Someone who asked for a light or a handout. Someone you talked to about yourself, about your job. Well, think, Mr. Douglas. Think. No,
2: no, no. There was no one. No one. It... There was only this. there was some. Who, Mister Douglas? Tell me who. A girl. I was having a drink in a bar. She came up to me and talked to me. She, she liked the way I looked. She said, "I've never done that before." I, Do you know her name? Yes, Evelyn Wade. At least that's what she told me. We were talking in the bar closed, so she asked me to come up to a hotel for a nightcap. And I went. Where is it? It's the Grand Hotel on West Sixty-seven. Can I call my family now, Mister Clovey? Yeah.
1: Put it through for him, Tertaglia. Then lock him up.
4: Yeah? What, What is it? What is it, please? What do you want?
1: Miss Wade?
4: I'm very busy now. I'm busy. Another time. Come back again. I'm
1: from the police, Miss Wade.
4: Oh, thank you. I already bought my tickets. Have a nice ball.
1: I want to speak with you. May I come in?
4: All right. You may come in. I want you to know that I'm... I, I won't I'm... take
1: long. May I sit down?
4: You don't mind if the blinds are drawn do you? The sun hurts my eyes. It's all right. Please.
1: All right, Miss Wade. Just tell me what I want to know and I'll leave. Tell me about Wilbert Douglas. Douglas? Wilbert Douglas.
4: Mm-hmm. I know him.
1: You knew he was married.
4: All right, I know him. There, I know him. I told you.
1: How did you happen to meet him?
4: We met. People meet. People get l- lonely. Meet.
1: Miss Wade.
4: It's not a good day for me. Time times, I, I gotta be alone. You
1: met Wilbur Douglas in a bar. Later, you came up here, the two of you. How much did he tell you about himself? Ah,
4: uh, nothing. I lied to him. He lied to me. We knew that. Smiles. And drinks. When he put his arm around me, he was polite. You
1: knew where he worked. You knew what his job was, didn't you?
4: He told me, but... Oh! <phone rings> Pardon me. Uh. Oh, clumsy? Knocking over a phone. Here,
1: I'll get him. A... Here.
4: Thank you. Hello? Oh! Yeah! You got the wrong number. Of course, I'm sure wrong number. Fella had the wrong number. What fella? He he had the wrong number. Uh, I wouldn't know what fella. Miss
1: Wade. Miss Wade.
4: Hmm? I wouldn't know what fella.
1: Who are your friends, Miss Wade?
4: I don't get out much. Oh, Please. Please.
1: Don't go out much, Miss Wade. I want to find you here when I come back. I went downstairs to the lobby. It bothered me about the phone call. There was a man reading a comic book at the switchboard. I asked him about it because it bothered me. I'd have to do more than that, he said. So I let him peek at my badge. That was all I had to do, he said. No, it couldn't have been a wrong number. A guy asked for Evelyn Wade, so he put him through. How could this become a wrong number? Who was it, I asked. He didn't know. Then I questioned him about Evelyn. All he knew about her was she made phone calls. He wrote them down in a little book because they were worth 20 cents apiece to the hotel. It took another peek at the badge to make him give me the list. And the next morning at headquarters, I put the Taglia on it.
3: Explain it to me again what you want me to do, Danny. My brain this morning is in the foggy foggy (laughs) dew.
1: This morning? You have the cross-reference phone book?
3: Yeah, that I have. You gave it to me.
1: Take these telephone numbers. Cross-check them against a name and an address. I'll phone them as you give them
3: to me. Oh, is that all you want? Why didn't you say so? Okay, Danny, will do. Uh, now. Oh, yeah, now. Pennsylvania, 60599. Pennsylvania. Uh, John Ainley.
1: Business... Supermarket, Ainley here. Police department, Mr. Ainley. Routine check. You know a Miss Evelyn Wade? Yes, once a week she buys a pound of pork chops. Makes us deliver. Stick around the supermarket today, Mr. Ainley. I may want to talk to you. Extra Tiger. A
3: moment, Danny. Butterfield 89970. Uh, Pierre. Pierre what? Uh, That's all, Danny. Just Pierre. 1976 East Seventy.
1: Police department, Pierre. Routine check. Evelyn Wade. Do you know her? Evelyn? Of course. I would know Evelyn anywhere. The texture of her hair is dream, and she would Stick around, Pierre. We may want to discuss it.
3: Uh, Gramercy 38099. Uh-huh. Uh, Myrtle Lance.
1: Uh, I'm busy. Another one to take, me. Yeah. Atwater
3: 97598. Uh, eight, Acme eight. Pharmaceutical Company. What? Atwater 97598. Acme Pharmaceutical Company. Nine, yeah. seven, Danny? 9...
6: 8. Acme Pharmaceutical
3: Company. Garage. Hello? Hello? Sorry. Hello? Wrong number. Uh, pleasure. Four, three, nine. That's six, all, Taglia. A-
1: you did good.
4: I took so long. I know, but, but please come in. I was in the kitchen. Look at me with a towel in my hand. Please, have a seat. Thank you. You said you'd come back. I feel better now. I'm a little. Would you like some coffee? No. No, thank you. I, I could make you some. Miss got... Wade,
1: why did you call the garage the other day? The garage of the Acme Pharmaceutical Company.
4: Acme? Please,
1: Miss Wade, I know you called.
4: Then why'd you ask me? It's all
1: over now, Miss Wade. Can't you understand that? All over. I know why you called.
4: Then why do you ask me... You wanted
1: to get Wilbur Douglas away from his car just the right moment. You were working with someone and you had a timed one to call. After Wilbur Douglas had put his route card in the car.
4: I wondered why I had to call at just that moment. Is, Is that why... Who
1: told you to call?
4: He knew Wilbur would have to come to the phone when I called. Wilbur's married. Wilbur couldn't afford to say no to me. Who
1: told you to call? Me. Oh. I told her to call. Hello, Zach. How come you're not attending cars at the garage at this hour?
4: Yeah. He told me to call. Zach did.
5: Now what, Clover? Now I have to kill you, too. Another bullet from this gun, another dead man.
1: Well, on your huh. side, I'd congratulate you, Zach. You timed it neat. Got Wilbur's route card, knew where he'd be at what time, waited till he made his delivery, killed the guard, lifted the narcotics. Congratulate me some more, Clover. You...
4: You killed somebody, Zach?
1: Out of the way, Zach. Oh.
5: Go ahead, Clover.
1: Go ahead. The narcotics Zach. You needed a distributor. You sent a hood over
5: to see Max Wendell because Max once was a distributor. Only Max balked, called police. Then you know why Max had to die. Why I sent the hood back to kill him. Only you were there. You're a louse, Clover, messing things up. Peg, a lonely little
1: girl who suddenly remembered that Wilbur got in that phone call. She tried to tell me about it, and you killed her, too.
5: Yes, and you, too, Clover, you understand how it is, don't you? Congratulate me once more. Then you can close your eyes. Where's the narcotics?
4: Zach has it. Don't you, Zach?
5: Sure I do, baby.
4: Oh, but you killed... Oh, I don't know. Now this man here... You think about it. Her girl thinks about... Oh, Zach. Kiss me. Be nice to me, Zach. Take your you hands can't... off me. No, me. Watch out. Ah! Zack! no
1: no oh, he stood no. there swaying no. shaking his head against no. the recognition against the knowledge that his life was no. almost through oh, no. and his eyes stared at it spilling over no. his fingers no. then there was no more life no. Evelyn Wade was silent in her pain In a little while, a doctor came and said she needed a lot of help. He said he'd see she got it. Broadway's deserted now. The night has given up, and it's becoming another day. And for an hour, the fury lies sleeping. Then an engine will start, and a horn will blow, and people will run out from under the earth to awake the fury. And it starts all over again. It's Broadway, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway, my beat. Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia. The program was produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The musical score was composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. Included in the cast tonight were Sylvia Sims, Jeanette Nolan, Eddie Fields, Howard McNear, Clayton Post, and Paul McVeigh.
0: listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. There's a lot of murdered people in this episode, and this is one of those cases in a detective story that the murderer is slowly revealed by a process of elimination. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our vintage radio club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow is another episode of Lights Out, and join us next Wednesday for some more Broadway is My Beat. Foriloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.